You are listening to the First Tech Podcast. This podcast is designed for authorised financial advisors. If you are not an authorised financial advisor, it's important you understand the content of this podcast may be difficult to follow as it assumes you have the necessary training and qualifications to understand the concepts discussed. The information contained in this podcast is general information only and does not take into account any of your personal circumstances, needs or objectives. Hello and welcome to First Tech's latest Question of the Month podcast for March. I'm Craig Day and joining me today is Linda Bruce and Tim Sanderson, two of my senior technical services managers. G'day, guys. Hey, Hey, Craig. How are we both? Yeah, going well. Now, we're recording this in the week before budget week, so I'm hoping you get getting super excited by the thought of staying up all night (laughs) next Tuesday night and writing a big lengthy budget summary for our lovely advisors. Yeah, Christmas for techies, hey? Christmas yeah. for techies. We all get the stuff budget up. as well. That's right. <laughs> yeah, lots of prezies and giveaways. It'll be very exciting. Now, um, on to the question at hand. So, Linda, yeah. uh, question of the month. What has been our question of the month for March? Yeah, two questions really stood out. Uh, the first one is relating to work test removal for making personal or voluntary contributions. Uh, has that mm-hmm. been legislated? The second question is, uh, can my client use the full three-year bring forward non-concessional contribution cap up until the client is under um, a, a turn age of 75? Okay. So let's break those down into part one and part two. So part one has the uh, the removal of the work test been legislated? So I think you can give us a, a positive answer here, can't you? Yes, we can. Uh, very exciting. Uh, in con- uh, contrasting to uh, the uh, non-concessional bring forward rules, this just requires an amendment made to the regulations. And very, very lucky, the regulations uh, for this particular measure has been regis- registered. And from next financial year, 1st July 2022, very exciting. Any sort of voluntary contributions is no longer required uh, to have the work test. So thinking about, think about it. What are we talking about? We're talking about non-concessional contributions and the contributions made under the lifetime CGT cap, that big number over $1.65 million. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. talking about the personal injury contributions and any sort of a voluntary employer contributions um, up until age uh, 75. Uh, let's just be precise. It's end of the month, the client turns 75 plus another 28 days. Um, this type of contributions will no longer require uh, to meet the work test. Okay, so the work test hasn't completely gone though, has it? So there's a work test that will still apply for a person to claim a deduction for their personal contribution. Yep. But in terms of the trustee accepting a contribution, they're no longer going to require a work test declaration for any personal contributions or voluntary employer contributions made on or after the 1st of July this year being 2022. That's right. It's a relocation from the CIS Act or CIS regulation uh, into the Tax Act. It become a condition uh, to claim a deduction. Okay, terrific. All right, so that's great news. No longer needing to worry about a work test to be able to make a contribution. Obviously, contributions 75 or after 28 days after the end of the month in which you've turned 75, you can't make no, no at that point in time That's so right. the, so that that rule hasn't changed but in terms of your ability to um, make a, a personal contribution between 67 where the 
work test rules currently kick in and age 75 and 28 days after the end of the month where you can no longer make personal contributions, there's no longer a work test during that period. So that is fantastic news. Now, the second part of this question, though, is can a client um, utilise the bring forward rules to make a non-concessional contribution of up to a maximum of $330,000 under the non-concessional cap bring forward rules? So, Tim, do you want to just run through how those rules will work? Sure. So at the moment, um, as people would be aware, in order to access the bring forward rule from an age perspective, you've got to be under 67 at the start of the financial year that you trigger the bring forward. Mm -hmm. And the simple change that's been made from 1 July 22 is just changing that 67 to 75. So in order to trigger the bring forward rule, you have to be under 75 at the start of that year that you're triggering it. Um, Now that's subject to two qualifications. Firstly, existing total superannuation balance requirements. Mm-hmm. They haven't changed. So in order to trigger a three-year bring forward, total super balance just prior to the start of the year would have to be under $1.48 million. Mm-hmm. And also eligibility to contribute. We know the work test is going, but that maximum age still applies. So any contributions that are physically going to be made, they'd need to be made before that 28 days after the end of the month in which the, the client turns 75. So if you wanted to utilise the bring forward rule, and let's say your birthday was on the 2nd of July, so you were um, under age 75 for at least one day of the financial year, you can still utilise the three-year bring forward rule, but you've got to actually make your $330,000 contribution, if that's how much you can do under the bring forward rules, by the 28th of July in that situation. Um, 28th of August in that situation. So 28th of August. Oh, 28th of August, yes. Now, we certainly wouldn't be recommending the clients leave it to that last date, get it in nice and nice and early, but that's technically how long they yeah. have. And there's another little um, technicality there. So if, if the 28th day after the end of the month falls on a public holiday, or a weekend, it is the next day that is not a public holiday or weekend that you can get it in. I remember many years ago, we actually actually allowed a a contribution in, and that's under the Acts Interpretation Act that talks about if you need to do a thing by a particular day and that falls on a weekend or a holiday, it is the next day that is not a holiday or a um, or a, or a or a weekend. So I remember we allowed a a, a non concessional or personal. Back then, it was a personal deductible undeducted contribution that came in, um, and it was typically left to the very last second. And then we managed to accept it under the Acts Interpretation Act on the following Monday, um, because they turned um, it was the twenty eight day after the end of the month. Actually, was on the Saturday, and we could accept on the Monday. So there, there we go. There's a little bit of technicality for you. Now, in terms of the explanatory memorandum, though, so. If you go and read the explanatory memorandum for the bill that made this change to the work test rule, it kind of implies that there's going to be a phase-out rule. So do you want to run through what they're saying there, Tim? Yeah, and I think what it was kind of talking about in the explanation in the EM was that um, because you can't contribute in years where you're 75 or 76, for example, um, it was basically saying that, you wouldn't be able to get access to those caps that you otherwise wouldn't have had. So mm-hmm. this this um, after that maximum age. So we were we were thinking, does that kind of mean a tapering of that bring forward rule when you were age seventy three, 
you'd get potentially two years and 74, you'd only get a one year or no green thought if you like, because that would require, in other situations, it would require you to bring forward caps that you wouldn't have been able to access in the future. But um, the, the change in the legislation itself has no confusion like that involved. It's a very simple change to say that you do have access to the bring forward rule subject to total super balance if you're under 75 at the start of that year. Yeah, that's so I remember when we saw this, so we got everyone scrambling and once again, I, it's the first podcast I think I've ever mentioned the Axe Interpretation Act, let alone mention it twice, because we went back to the Axe Interpretation Act to, to try and figure out, well, when does an explanatory memorandum become important? Because we've got the actual bill or act saying one thing and then the explanatory memorandum saying something else. So we went back and had a look at that and it actually says that you only apply the the explanation in, in the, well, the reasoning in the explanatory memorandum um, when the legislation itself is ambiguous. Um, but in this case, it's not ambiguous at all. It clearly says that if you're under age 75 at some point during the financial year, then you get to use the bring forward rule. So there's no ambiguity there whatsoever. So we were kind of scratching our heads in terms of why is this bit being included in the EM? And then just to make doubly sure, I, I contacted um, some contacts at the SNSF Association who actually had written to Treasury because they picked up the same thing and they had an email that had been um, provided back to them by Treasury saying, yes, we confirm that there will be no phase out uh, under these rules. So the way the bill works is the way you read the legislation um, and that, uh, and so therefore someone that is, let's say, that turns, you know, is under 75 on the 1st of July in that year uh, will actually be able to make a non-concessional contribution exactly the same as someone that is, you know, 45, for example. Um, in that situation, you, you're really looking to say, are you under that age on the first day of the financial year? Yes, you are. Then you get to utilise the bring forward rule exactly the same as anyone else. So essentially what you're saying there, Tim, is bringing forward cap amounts from years that you actually wouldn't be able to contribute in. So that's a good outcome. It provides more flexibility. I, I suppose they could have looked to phase it out, but that's not what they've done. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the only practical difference for someone who is age 74 at the start of the year is that thing I mentioned before, the actually getting the contributions in, that becomes limiting once you hit the maximum age. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, I think that answers the question. So, you know, thank you for that. So we know that the uh, the work test rules have been legislated. So we've seen the relevant bit go into the Tax Act for people claiming tax deductions between 67 and 75 um, and we've seen the the other changes for the work test rules in the CIS regulations be removed to confirm that, yes, from the 1st of July, you're going to be able to make any sort of voluntary contribution that you want to, um, obviously subject to the, the age restrictions once you turn 75, um, and that under the bring forward rules, someone will be able to make a three hundred up to a 330000 non-concessional contribution under those bring forward provisions right up until they turn 75. Thanks, guys. No yeah, problem. Thanks, Jake. See you guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the First Tech Podcast. Please note these podcasts are designed for authorised financial advisors as a source of general information. 
All scenarios considered during this podcast were purely hypothetical and for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase, hold or sell any financial products or take any other course of action. You should read the relevant product disclosure statement before making any investment decisions and once again consider talking to a financial advisor. While all care has been taken in preparation of this podcast using sources we believe to be accurate and reliable, no person, including Colonial First Aid Investments Limited, accepts responsibility for any loss suffered by any person arising from reliance on this information.